This podcast series has been made possible through an exclusive sponsorship from SA's number one nano-influencer platform, The Salt. Most brands have a communication line to their existing customers, but not a way to get them to have additional positive brand conversations. The Salt solves the problem by identifying brand fans and getting them to talk more about their positive brand experiences. The Salt have a database of over 140,000 registered brand fans and in-depth information on each to perfectly match your brand to the right influences. Reach out to them now and see what they can do for you. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm a guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of Hey, Gordon, another week, another podcast. How are you doing? Absolutely. Very excited about this one because I think one of the challenges of the last year or so is is keeping yourself fresh and trying to find a new angle into this thing. So the topic of the conversation today, reinvention for me, I'm really looking forward to to this one. Yeah, thanks. And I mean, uh, you know, we've got Gary Graham. Gary, uh, welcome on the show. I'll do a formal intro, but thanks very much for spending time with us this morning. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, uh, Gordon. Great to be here. Oh, Gary, you and I met uh, a few years back, Gary. You um, have also reinvented yourself as the Chief Reinvention Officer at Three Eyes Group, and we'll talk a little bit about reinvention in a few minutes. But uh, you and I met at, at CCL, where, where I was trying to break into that space. And I mean, your business, you've coached, you've facilitated, you've consulted to thousands of people all over in 44 countries, to be exact. So let's just talk a, a little bit about your journey, your company's journey, and then once we've done that, we're going to pause and then talk about this, the journey that you've now embarked on, this whole reinvention, both of, of person as well as organization. So let's just look a little bit back to look a bit forward. Thanks, Doug, and I think that's actually quite a, quite a cool and powerful reinvention tool, exactly that question that you're asking, looking back to look forward. Uh, yeah, so I actually come out of a marketing and sales background. Uh, I worked for one of the big banks uh, back in the day. I had the opportunity. It's what normally happens in sales when somebody does well in sales. The boss uh, sort of reasons, well, 
you know, let's see if this guy can replicate this with a team, uh, which doesn't always work out, but in my <laughs> case, it did. And uh, I, uh, when I had the opportunity and privilege to lead a team, I chucked out all the stuff that HR was giving us and basically tried to apply consumer psychology principles to leading a team. Mm-hmm. And the stuff seemed to work, you know, just in terms of performance and production and engagement. I was later then given uh, an HR function to look after. And early in 2000, uh, the CEO that I reported to, uh, a guy called Trevor Stradham, uh, sort of well-known in the, the insurance industry, uh, he he said to me one day, listen, I've, I've got a problem with the management team on the wine farm. Uh, there's some challenges there. Can you uh, see if you can help them out and, uh, you know, I'll pay you, maybe take a day's leave. Mm. So that was about 2003. I took a day's leave. Uh, we did some work. I got paid. And that was the start of the consultancy. Yeah. That year, <laughs> I um, I remember running out of annual leave because I realized there's something here. And I started doing all these little bits and pieces of work on the side mm. uh, for different people. In 2005, we set up the company. Three I's actually stands for for three individuals that decided to work together. So we all came out of the same stable. Uh, we set up the business in, in 2005. And then uh, in 2007, I stepped out completely. Mm. So the advantage was by the time I stepped out on my own, there was already you know, three or four years of presence of clients and turnover. Mm. So it wasn't like you know having to start you know, finishing on the 31st and then starting your own thing on the 1st. There was actually a couple of things that we put in place. Mm. We started out in the beginning doing everything under the HR banner, Mm. you know, end-to-end. I mean, we were even doing uh, wellness training and uh, all sorts of funny things because each of the three partners brought a different sort of skill set and interest uh, to the company. But it became quite apparent, even after two years, that, you know, we've all got very different views on where the business needs to go. And I, for one, wanted to focus more on on coaching, facilitation, leadership development. We we parted ways in 2007, so the three eyes became one eye. <laughs> and since then, we've, we've kind of tried to reinvent the business you know, every three or four years or so to really focus on, uh, you know, what does the market need right now and what do the clients need right now? So we've gone from full spectrum HR to just doing facilitation, uh, some some more sort of boutique type of leadership development to, to where we are now, where we're playing in the entrepreneurship development space, uh, the uh, reinvention space, the business acceleration space. My wife runs the business uh, with me. She manages the very important foundation back end of the business, and I work in the front end. Mm. Uh, we're very fortunate to have about 18 associates mm. uh, working along with us, now partnering with us. Most of them sit in South Africa, and a few of them uh, sit in Europe. Uh, and that's us in a, in a nutshell. 
Yeah, and I think, Gary, I mean, it's going to lead us on to the big thing. Uh, and I mean, I read on uh, an, an article, a posting that you put out a while ago. And, and I mean, Gordon and I have had this debate, as most people have had through the last year. You're right there. What's this hype about reinvention? So, mm. I mean, let's get straight into it. I mean, what is it? Is it something new? Is it something that we've been doing for a while, uh, both personal and business? Uh, you're part of an international network. How does it work? Uh, and to our listeners out there, and if they want to get into it and they want to dip their toe in the water, how do, well, what are they? actually do what what is the first thing that you need to do to to get into this whole reinvention train thanks doug so there, so there is a sort of global reinvention guru called uh, dr nadia zetumbaya uh, that i sort of stumbled across her work a little while ago and like most people have been stalking her yeah. trying to get her to south africa <laughs> to come and share the approach the mindset and the, the sort of tools yeah and yeah, it's one of those things that COVID has actually accelerated, you know. Uh, now we're doing stuff together. She's uh, been talking to batches of uh, CEOs in South Africa. I think you were in, in a session. I was, yeah. Um, Thanks for that invite. Uh, Thanks, Yeah. And, um, and you know, that, that wouldn't have happened without COVID. But, but what is reinvention? Or maybe the question is why reinvention? The, the short answer for me is... Uh, you know, the, the essence of reinvention is about life. And from a from an organizational or business systems point of view, or any system for that matter, it's how do we how do we preserve, sustain, or amplify the level of life in a system? Now, why is that so important? Because if you if we just look at our own lived experience over the last year and a bit, we can understand why reinvention is so critical. If you think of the, the old cycles, you know, those long 70, 75 year cycles of business cycles where institutions would go through big changes every 30 odd years. Mm. We're now in a scenario where to, to survive, let alone to thrive, you and I have got to be reinventing ourselves and our businesses every two to three years just to survive. Mm. And that's not, that's not a thumb suck, the data uh, you know, the data is telling us that. If you look at just um, from this aspect of, of careers, you know, my, my parents and certainly my grandparents, and it may be the same for you and, and some of the listeners, mm. our parents and grandparents had one career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they stuck in that career their whole lives. Uh, they moved up a notch or two. Uh, they were very loyal. They didn't necessarily bark too much. And they retired there. You know, now we're talking about simultaneous careers, not even multiple careers, but simultaneous careers, auxiliary careers. And so in those long cycles, when it comes to change specifically, we kind of looked at change as an event or as a bug. Mm. Yeah. You know, now we're recognizing that, that change is actually a feature. Yeah. Uh, it's not an event. It's not the enemy. Mm. It's it's part, part and parcel of, of, uh, of how we of how we live. Maybe the concept of reinvention is not that new in terms of how we function and operate personally. I think organizationally, certainly it does seem to be, you know, it seems to be very fresh. We've had um, uh, two requests locally from from business schools to say, you know, can we, can we somehow get behind this content? Mm. We want to pull it into our MBA. We want to have it as a standalone you know, feature or program because it's fresh, it's new. 
Mm. And I think the way we the way we work with the data is certainly new. But when we talk about reinvention, it's not just about it's not just about survival. You know, I don't always want to be in firefighting mode. Yeah. It's how do we how do we be more deliberate about renewal? Mm. Where we see change not as an event and something that has happened to me, but rather as an opportunity to to gain for the future. So that's the one side. But then at the same time, I've also got to be planting the foundation or planting the seeds to make sure that we can thrive tomorrow. And it's about finding the balance, that dance, you know, that polarity yeah. uh, between between those two. Maybe just on a just on a business uh, on the business side. I mean, we've seen, you know, with the client base. Quite a bit of fatigue, Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a bit of frustration around some of the traditional approaches, the traditional methods, mindsets to to, to business, the operating model, the business model, mm. and and some of the scary, you know, part of it is is nobody's got a blueprint, nobody's got an answer. Yeah, and so we're seeing the fatigue lead to inertia. Mm. We also know from the data that so many of our big change or transformation efforts actually don't work. Mm. They fail. Mm. We don't we don't normally allow sufficient time to see it through so we don't get the result. We don't get the the return on investment from the million spent. Mm. And so we, we fundamentally believe right now that the world is calling for for reinvention as a skill set. You know, as a as a as a mindset. Uh, mm. Or as one of our clients said, it's also just a heart set. Yeah, you know, we can we can we can teach snazzy tools, but if we don't have, we're not in the right headspace for it. It's not going to work. Yeah. So I think you've you've raised a couple of points there, and 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 looping back, uh, Gary, to your early story, you know, it, it kind of resonated with me. You were you're talking about picking up uh, work on the side. You kind of ran out of leave eventually. So two points. The first one is. It's reinvention, you know, we've got to be careful because there's a, there's a whole new meme on your side hustle. You know, if, if, if you don't have a side hustle, you're not a kind of operating at optimal level. How do we guard against reinvention just being a case of working harder rather than working differently? And then you've also brought into, into the discussion a keyword for me, which is renewal. Because <clears throat> your reinvention yeah. implies, you know, sort of, going back to basics and starting maybe even something different renewal almost allows you to to commence where you are i don't have to loop back i'm just going to renew my passion i mean i was reading an article which i referenced before on on the podcast harvard business review after intensive study have discovered that people who have fun at work are more productive (laughs) um and you know and I, i presume they got paid for it which is marvelous but so what's the difference between working harder and working differently as part of reinvention? And where does renewal fit versus reinvention? Hashtag no filter. That's how this podcast is delivering real down-to-earth stories told by real people. For an influencer campaign that takes brand conversation to everyday real-life situations, go check out thesalt.co.za. They are the undisputed experts in real influencer marketing. So I think... Uh Thanks, uh, Gordon. Great question. Maybe I'll start with the latter. You know, for us, reinvention is 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 also grounded in biomimicry. And so, if we look at if we look at nature, 
you know, we see, we understand the concept of renewal, uh, you know, in, in uh, if, if we look at nature and how things work in nature. And so the, the, I think the concept of renewal is quite important, particularly when we look at the, the, the intent of reinvention is about life or energy. How do we, how do we preserve or amplify the level of life or energy uh, in a system? And so renewal is an important component in that. So I don't necessarily see them as two different things. I kind of see them as connected. Mm. You know, if you if I think often of of renewal, I think of shedding for some reason or the other. Mm. You know, yeah. uh, so to I don't know, was it a movie or something that I was watching or listening to where somebody was talking about, you know, when it comes to learning, for many for many technical people. And this is with regard to leadership development, you know. Mm. Oh, this was this was Dr. Sharon McPherson. I, I heard overheard her saying this to a group. When it comes to to learning, many people find themselves in their roles because of their technical expertise, mm. not necessarily the leadership expertise. The technical mm. expertise gets them appointed into this role where they now have people's lives in their hands. Mm. And and here we come along and we add leadership uh, capability and competency to it, but. But sometimes that glass is so full that the stuff can't go in, you know. So, so that glass has got to be emptied a little bit. Some stuff has to be unlinked yeah. uh, before we can add more to the glass. Yeah. Now, that for me is also, you know, it's it's part of renewal. Renewal is also, I think, linked to the question about, you know, so if I'm running a business, whether I'm at a, a C-suite level or I'm in, an entrepreneur with a business of, you know, turning over 10 million or micro enterprise. What's the new skill set? What's the new capability? What's the new competency that's uh, going to be needed to thrive uh, and survive? Because it's not what I was using last year. That, that That's very clear to us. You know, if I take, um, you know, most people will be familiar with the four intelligences, EQ, IQ, SQ, PQ, and it's, it's old work, still a lot of people training on that but now we're seeing this emergence of a of a new set of capabilities which is visioning intelligence adaptive intelligence and my favorite political intelligence political savvy you know your ability mm. to get things done through influence when you don't have legitimate authority yeah so these are these are new uh, capabilities emerging and so you know, it's it's now if you think of transforming your business, it becomes challenging to transform the business, to renew the business, if you can't transform or uh, or renew yourself. Your first question about uh, working harder about versus work. working different differently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some... I think. Look, I don't know about you, but I mean that's become so apparent for me during uh, you know during lockdown. I think in the early stages of lockdown, we just found ourselves converting commute time to work time. Yep. Yeah. So we had mornings starting at literally meetings starting at six thirty a.m. Mm. and some well because of the time zone difference, we, you know, we sometimes we'd end at midnight or after midnight. Yeah. You know, I I realized I think after a month or two, but actually, you know, this thing's not going to work. Yeah. This is not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. And so it takes perhaps some feedback, either from your body. You know, mm. um, that's biomimicry at play. Your body is giving you feedback, or yeah. your your clients or your family giving you feedback. Yeah. That you realize that this is not sustainable. We're actually going to structure this differently. And so, 
the setting of boundaries is actually something that's you know that's in our control yeah so in a in a practical way what we try to do then is sometimes we can't help the late nights <clears throat> because of uh, clients sitting elsewhere but then we try and set up the, the next morning a little bit later you know now th- there's the smarter piece coming in yeah. um you know ricardo similar many many years ago he wrote a book uh, maverick and the seven day weekend i think it's more than 20 years ago he wrote this and he was renowned for bringing in new ways of working 20 years ago already into into manufacturing mm. and he, he i think he made this point in the seven day weekend uh this book called the seven day weekend where he says the world of work has shifted so much that sometimes we have to work on the saturday and the sunday because the project's due or the client needs it this is 20 years ago yeah. but we should be equally comfortable uh taking our kids to soccer on a tuesday mm. Mm. or going to the movies on a tuesday morning or whatever the case may be you know so yeah. i i think it's about just raising that level of awareness recognizing that that actually preserving our own energy and, and enhancing our in, our own energy requires boundaries uh, for us to renew you know whatever that means whatever that activity is that uh, that gives you energy yeah and i think it's so important gary it's just that that whole sort of awareness and introspection you know and i guess it's easier for us to, to be talking about it but i i guess a lot of people are in a a fear space you know if if i look at global retrenchments i look at at, at businesses not doing well all the rest of it you know some people uh, perhaps are in the cycle of saying, geez, I'm going to do anything just to keep my job and to survive, you know, whereas some other businesses have done really well. So I think it's, um, it's a question of each person just looking at where they are, but trying, and as you say, to look after certainly yourself, your health, your family, all of those things along with just your business as well. And I think one of the industries that, that has been doing that well, I guess, out of design for many years is the sort of restaurant business. You know, many restaurants are closed on a Monday for that exact reason, is that they work you know, yeah. often the busy days are Saturday, Sunday, so they tend to take a Monday, sometimes half a Tuesday or whatever off to do it. Gary, let's just talk specifically, and I don't know if you have any experience. This is largely a marketing and media podcast, so we have a lot of people from those particular industries. I don't know if you have any specific uh, experience that you're working with now in terms of of the creative industries how are they reinventing themselves uh what are they doing to 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 stay you know not just as you say not just uh, uh surviving but but thriving in this in this space thanks doug great question and uh, yeah it's not a, it's not a specific area of expertise uh of mine but i can just maybe share some feedback from our you know bigger uh, global reinvention tribe and also just our own local experience in South Africa in terms of client organization. Yeah. I think uh, I think maybe just off the bat, there's a critical role for marketing and a critical role for marketing uh, when it comes to these threads of, you know, how do we find that balance between surviving today and putting in the building blocks to make sure that we can thrive tomorrow? So I see, uh, you know, certainly what we see is an even more important role that marketing professionals play in connecting the dots mm. uh, and helping a system or business connect the dots, uh, even, you know, even uh, even internally. So if I think of if I think of some of the, you know, the big trends, some of those big trends emerging, that has been there for a little bit 
a little while, but we, we certainly seeing more and more of it starting to surface. Things like purpose, for example. You know, the fact that purpose, you know, purpose really matters. What's the marketing professional's role in helping the system or the business actually get clear about that? Uh, it's a tough question. It's not as easy as it seems. You know, many executives I sit down with, when I ask them, what's your purpose? They grapple with that concept personally. Mm. Uh, they struggle with it when when they have to talk about their businesses because then they tell me about their product or their service. Mm. And so what we are already seeing is from a consumer point of view is, you know, purpose, purpose matters. We've seen one of the largest social justice or systemic justice movements ever in our time. And so I think there's an important role to play in, in helping a business reflect on, well, you know, what do you actually stand for? Mm. Uh, and I say connecting the dots. I mean, connecting the dots with helping the, the sort of system align and make sure that the experience internally is aligned with the experience externally and, uh, and vice versa. Yeah. So for me, for me, marketing has always played a role in, uh, you know, there, there, there are a couple of processes we work with in reinvention uh, around creating thriving systems. And it has to do with how we anticipate change, how we design change and how we implement change. Normally, those three things are done separately mm. by three separate groups of people. Marketing for me has always played a role for, on the consumer side with helping to anticipate What's the trends? What's the stuff coming around the mountain? Mm. How are things likely to shift? How do we, how do we prepare for that? But I think that there seems to be a greater role to to actually facilitate that conversation, because because HR is trying to facilitate that conversation mm. uh, in most in most places, but they're doing it through one particular lens. They're doing it through the internal people lens. Whereas, you know, marketing's got that gift of bringing the other lenses uh, to the, to the yeah. equation. Yeah. And then probably the most, the most critical role, and I mean, here we've seen, uh, and I'm sure you guys have got stacks of examples. We've seen examples of, you know, corporations, businesses really taking crisis and turning it into opportunity. Now, that's a, that's a discipline. You know, that's a, that's a mindset. That's a, a particular energy that comes with it. Mm. Now, imagine, uh, and I see that a lot with marketing professionals and marketing functions. Now, imagine we had more of that energy or that thinking, mm. you know, kind of injected into other parts of the organization or other parts of the business. Yeah. Um, and, and that is the, you know, part of the essence of reinvention is how do we, how do we turn disruption into an opportunity to uh, to reinvent. Yeah. You know, Gary, it's, uh, and, and again, I was just listening, and as I was listening, I was thinking of something, and I did some work years ago with a guy called Professor Andy Andrews. Andy was the dean of the Wits Business School, later on went to, to run Henley. And Andy made the point, and, and you're talking about reinvention now, he was talking about a set of board minutes or management minutes. He says most board meetings he would attend or sit in. It starts with finance and then you get into the operational part. And the last, invariably the last section is maybe a little bit on HR if, if we've got time. And he was asking about when do you flip those minutes around? Now this goes back 15, 20 years ago. Um, to your point, and I mean, I sat on, when I was on the board of Nash, I was there for, for eight years as a board member. 
and we had monthly meetings and and the chairman at once did that exact exercise geez you don't understand the chaos it caused because the finance guy was ready with the income statement and all the chairman said is the income statement just tells me what the weather was yesterday i know what the income statement i want one of you clever guys tell me what the weather is going to be tomorrow in other words what does the future hold and so it was quite an interesting twist you know what i mean of of the thing and it just it caused untold chaos because we were so conditioned i mean we were even sat in the same seats we had a specific routine you know over those years everybody you dare not sit in someone else's seat you all had your board pack and so on and i think that's part of that whole reinvention and the thing is and i spent most of my career in marketing did a little bit in hr is it's that unfortunate gap between those two disciplines you know i didn't see it close enough, uh, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll change in time. My, my, certainly when I was marketing, I was more outward focused uh, as opposed to internally, and HR was mostly internally focused. And your point is bring those two together. Um, yeah, Gary, I'm just going to hand over yeah, Gordon to as we just want to loop back, yeah, to, 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 to the, the question of purpose for me. That, that's the key to it. And, and Doc, you said earlier, look back to look forward, you know, I mean. It's rediscovering purpose, I think, that helps you. So right now, I, I'm working with one of my marketing colleagues, Gillian Wrightford, bless her, who's trying desperately to get me to take all my content over the last 20 years from my training and turn it into, into video material. And I've been intimidated by the whole thing um, because reinventing myself in that format has been quite difficult. But... But she has reassured me, and, and she's right. Go back to the purpose. I'm an educator. Once I re- remember what my purpose is, then reinventing yourself with the technical elements becomes actually relatively easy. But and the important thing about going back to purpose as well is that I think fosters renewal. In going back of all this old material and, and facing the, two, the new technical challenges to reinvent myself, I've renewed my interest mm. In my primary purpose, which is, is to educate uh, in the media space, so I think the two things are interesting. But one quick question before we wrap: I mean, uh, Gary, going onto your website, there was a, the, a set of figures, and I'm the media guy, okay? So figures intrigue me. Twelve countries impacted, uh, nine thousand one hundred and twenty cups of coffee, one hundred and twenty-one businesses enabled. Nice numbers. Then there's a fascinating number which says fifteen point seven million paradigms shifted. So somewhere in all of this reinvention is paradigm shift, and we haven't talked about that. So what is, what is, what is paradigm shift? I mean, you know, how, how does 120? How do you get 121 companies to make to you know 15.7 million paradigm shifts? Yeah, so I think that you know that's uh, some of the stuff. Obviously, is uh, tongue in cheek, especially if you look at the meetings about meetings. Yeah, yeah. I'm an, I'm so, an advertising, but it's <laughs> all tongue in cheek. The whole thing is done with mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Look, I, I think that's you know that's our collective work, including our coaching work, our work in the social entrepreneurship space. We've been active there for a, a couple of years, and then now, now recently for the last two or three years in the reinvention space. And I think the 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 paradigms really have to do with mindset. So if you take Doug's example of you know how you run that board meeting or exco meeting, you know I've sat in so many where. You know, I just, I leave and then just pray and ask, you know, did, did I just waste five hours of my life <laughs> sitting here watching paint dry? You know, I, I could have been at home watching the grass grow. It would have been more entertaining and more relevant and more and better for my soul. Yeah. 
And so there's, there's these fundamental questions that we do need to ask. Uh, and so when we, and I'm going to just answer in a roundabout way, uh, Gordon, if you don't mind. You know, when we're looking at uh, an organ- a business that needs to reinvent or functions within the business, we're asking two fundamental questions. Number one, is it still relevant? And if the answer is yes, is there a better way to do it? And if, you know, normally based on those two, then we structure a process and we can, we can figure out how to do it. If the answer is no, we've got to chuck it out. So what so happens if, sorry if to the, interrupt because you're running out of time now, but let's talk about reinventing South Africa. How would you apply those two questions to reinventing South Africa? Because clearly we need some reinvention, if not renewal. So this comes back to the paradigm. You know, you if there's no will, if there's no willingness, then it's tough to do the reinvention work. And so if you take South Africa as a country, as any other system, the trick is to find where the energy is and do the work there. So even if we, you know, when you're working in an organization, maybe you don't have that excitement and energy across the whole organization, mm. but you've got it in one department. There's energy there. That's mm. where you start doing the work. I think South Africa is literally that, that metaphor of, you know, how do you, how do you consume this elephant? You know, it, it, it does not, to quote some of Nadia's words, you know, you can't eat the whole buffet in one go. It's oh. not going to end well. Mm. Uh, you know, for you. Yeah. Great. Gary, as we as we start wrapping up, I mean, thanks very much for that. I mean, it's it's great chatting with you again and, and, and sharing some of those things. Gary, you guys are on a mission. I mean, with Dr. Nadia, and I'm not going to try and pronounce her unpronounceable surname, but I mean, you guys want to reach a whole lot of people. So talk a little bit about that. And then how do people get a hold of you? If they want to be part of this, if they want to chat to you, if they want to ask you either in their personal or their business capacity, how would people, what's the best way to get hold of you? So yeah, the mission is 1 billion people. So there's a, there's a science behind that. We want to reach a billion people with basic reinvention tools. So the bulk of our, our work is accessible and is free so a lot of the talks, a lot of the programs, uh, business engagements, uh, team session, business breakfast, to talk basic reinvention and what that could mean for the system. Most of those things are freely accessible with no cost. Obviously, when uh, you know when businesses want to do deeper work around change, mm-hmm. uh, they can engage us around that. Uh, and so that's our mission. We uh, and we have a growing tribe. So. If folks want to reach out, they can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, so just look for Center for Reinvention. We're busy transitioning from uh, from Facebook groups to to LinkedIn. So the number's still fairly small, but locally in South Africa, we've had about 300 people through the programs in the last uh, six or seven months. The the bigger reinvention society has about 4,000 members in it. Uh, people can find that on Facebook. Just look for for reinvention society and they'll be able to connect find out more about the tools find out more about the process uh, and engage with us on any of those platforms wonderful well, that's fantastic and uh we had uh, <coughs> last week on on our podcast uh, a remarkable young woman kutso tebedi and uh, her payoff line is a high from benny let's go and that's let's mm. let's go let's do it because there's no plan b yeah Thanks, Gordon. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for your time and your insights. That's wonderful. To our listeners out there, please be part of the conversation. Get hold of Gary and his team and certainly look at reinventing yourself. Gary, from our side, thanks again. To our listeners, we'll catch you next week. 
And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. This podcast series has been made possible by The Salt, the influencer company that turns influence into affluence. In the same way that information is presented in this podcast in a relatable and authentic way, The Salt gets your customers to tell their real brand stories to their community. Go to thesalt.co.za to learn more about how The Salt can help you grow your business.